Hello, 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 and welcome, welcome, welcome to WDGS on your podcast station. And today, 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 class three, this is what the Holy Spirit has to say. We're going to talk a little bit more on what are unclean spirits. Because in this class, we're going to talk about spirits. And I think most of us can more clearly identify good spirits and holy spirits and happy spirits and joyful spirits. But sometimes we get in a delusion when it comes to, and a distraction when it comes to unclean spirits. Now, when you got questions, of course, you can Google got questions. And then it says, what are unclean spirits? Well, let me share the answer that they came up with so you won't think it's personal coming from me. What the answer says is an unclean spirit is simply a New Testament synonym, a more descriptive term for a demon. Oh, I hope somebody grabbed that. The terms unclean spirit and demon seem to interchange in scripture. It says there is no clear difference in their definition. Some translations refer to them as impure spirits. This is, I'm sharing with you because, listen, class three, make no mistake. There are many of us who just have not learned how to engage and disengage with impure and unclean spirits. I'm going to tell you, I, 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 I had an unclean spirit that I brought and opened the door to the heart of my heart and my life for 23 years. You don't hear me now. And the more I kept watching, and see, this is the thing, how they show up. That's why I can I can provide this information. They was dressed up and fixed up, looking good and smelling good. But at the same time, they had a target. And that target was to take me down. And I saw so many ways they tried. I'm talking about from mentally, emotionally, financially, and spiritually. But how could I have gotten so entangled for so long? For somebody who never really loved me, liked me, and didn't even know how. Because I got distracted. And see, we can get distracted in looking at a person. And thinking this person is for us. And thinking, I'm talking about we could put them on the prayer, in our little prayer journal. Because I did that. Oh, God, bless me with this. But let this person love me. All this kind of drama that we give God. And that, let me say foolishness that we give God. But throughout the New Testament, when we see the term unclean spirit, it is mentioned over 20 times. And throughout those passages, we read that the unclean spirits possessed people as well as animals. But everybody that those unclean spirits possessed, this is the part you got to grab. They had a sickness or they had something wrong with them. They had a, 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 a deformity or something that defected them. It didn't mean they were bad people, but they had something that that they possessed that was demonic. 
And, and when you walk around in that way, it's going to bring a sickness and a harm to your own life. And sometimes, depending upon, because if it get too out of control, now what God's word says for that cause of wickedness, he will visit the generation of our children to the third and fourth generation. This is why it is so important that whoever the matriarchs are in your family, your parents, your mother, your daddy, your grandparents, it is important that they set a precedent of being able to walk in the spirit realm, that they can eliminate. That's where generational curses come from. I kept mentioning also that, you know, that needs to be a class because we have been traditionally taught that generational curses are just passed down because of people behavior in the family. Well, to an extent, that is true when it comes to wicked behavior. If you see the habit and you take on to that habit, which is you see the spirit in that person and you choose, listen to me, you choose to adopt that familiar spirit then that what's caused it to go from generation to generation. But there's technically no such thing as a generational curse because of people in your family. That comes from, because you can, let me, okay, let me, let me help clarify what I'm saying. When God placed a curse, curses come from two forms, either God or ourselves. Listen, let me repeat that. Either from God or ourselves. Now, God said because of wickedness, he visit the generations to the third and fourth. That's God. Now, when ourselves, because the scripture tells us every day God pours us out blessing and curses. And the scripture says, you choose. Do you want to be blessed? You'll do these things. You'll do wise things. If you want to be cursed, you'll do wicked things. So what does that mean? People bring curse upon their own self by their own wicked deeds. Now, this is why it's important to understand unclean spirits. So throughout the Bible, there are several scriptures, especially in the New Testament, that gives more examples of people who had unclean spirits. When we look at Matthew's chapter 10, verse 1, it said, Then it goes and brings with it seven other spirits, more evil than itself. And they enter and dwell there. And the last state of that person is worse than the first. So also will it be with the evil generations. This is why it's so important that you do all that's possible in your breath and your being to eliminate and eradicate unclean spirits if you're operating in them. Because one thing about unclean spirits, they go searching. They go searching, just what I just read. They take on more spirits. They go searching for someone to possess. They they are not currently possessing someone. They go look for someone. And you got to, in order to eradicate that and eliminate that, you got to keep yourself in a position to avoid, first of all, entertaining them. This is, this is important. If you're not prayed up, I'm telling you, they will, they will come in 
and they will suck you up. And that's why you cannot, the Bible even say, don't entertain every spirit. It say, try the spirit by the spirit to see if it is of God. Because some spirits are sent straight from the devil. And how do you know that when they show up? Because they're going to lie to you. That's number one. They always full of lies. They're going to manipulate you. They're going to do the things that Jesus describes that is in a person heart. And this is how you identify with unclean spirits. When you look at in Matthew, Mark, Luke, Acts, they have several instances and examples where unclean spirits and evil spirits interacted with one another. And the unclean spirits, they ended up having to submit to God's authority. And this is the only way you can eradicate and eliminate unclean spirits. You got to be able to submit. When the Bible says these things come out through fasting and praying, fasting is a formula for submission. That's why people need to teach on fasting as well. Because fasting is not about because your minister or your pastor tell you what to cut out and carve out of your life. And that's going to that's gonna eliminate your unclean spirits. See, I believe that a fast should be mandated based upon the guidance of the Holy Spirit. And it should be assigned a purpose to fasting. So I know people are all into this corporate fast. And then these people, they'll cut out rice and and all this, but they'll take on more devils. Because see, to me, and I'm saying to me, in my revelatory interpretation, fasting to me is just as sacred as communion. And if you don't know and understand what you're doing to be fasting, you can open yourself up because you're playing with God to take on more spirits. That's why I don't think that 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 no person in leadership in spiritual leadership should teach uh, uh people i mean should encourage people to fast and don't know what spirits they got in them and they shouldn't encourage people to take communion and they don't know what they've been caught up in because see the bible say for that cause many have gotten sick and fell dead and unless your leader is teaching to you that these things are sacred and you shouldn't just do them just because somebody tell you to do them you need to have a full understanding and i'm very adamant about that when it comes to communion fasting and sowing how you sow your money those three things should be taught in every church. That's just my opinion. If I had a church, and I don't want to be over a church, but if I had to be had one, they would have a class for those three things because those three things tells a whole lot about a person's spirit, if it's clean and if it's unclean. So when we look at an unclean spirit, and then some of them, even in the New Testament, It described that they had demons in them. Unclean, meaning that they were wicked. And evil spirits are not only wicked themselves, but they delight in wickedness. I'm telling you, 
And for that cause, if you go on and study in your word and you do, you do the research, this is why God himself said, because evil communication corrupt good manners. If you get the wrong people around you, I'm going to drop that in the description box. Evil communication corrupt good manners. You must be careful when you entertain an unclean spirits. If you don't understand your walk with God, let me tell you something. They will weaken you and they will... They they will, they will disrupt your whole life and you'll be caught up in a cycle on a merry-go-round and you'll be dizzy and you can't understand how to stop it so you can get off. So just proceed with much caution or just don't entertain at all. Because, because see, unclean spirit, they promote wickedness in, in every human being that exercise unclean spirits. Technically, the Bible says they are so spiritually polluted. He said for that cause, he even allowed people to be turned over to a reprobated mind. And therefore, they couldn't even think pure anymore. What they thought was right was wrong in their head. And what was wrong they thought was right in their head. And so they go out and they seek to contaminate anybody else that any of God children any of God creations you ever just sit back watch as well as pray pay attention and when I say contaminate the people that are getting their circle their conversation will always be toxic they contaminate God's green earth they become little bugs and and they, they have no compassion to be in good stewards over the land that we dwell in. They are unclean spirits. Even in our house, when we, when, when we a lot of times find ourselves weighed down. You ever had those days where you wake up and you just feel weighed down? You didn't eat anything different. You didn't change from your routine, but it just hits you like it just zaps your energy. That's because sometimes you may not realize or recognize you just may have entertained an unclean spirit. You may have allowed an unclean spirit to enter into your home. This is why the Bible talks about the lady who cleaned her house. And after she got it clean, she backslid because it don't say what caused her to backslid. But see, in my in my meditation on that scripture, I'm like, well, if she didn't go anywhere, what caused her to backslide? Then I thought maybe she let somebody in. You know, they didn't record that <laughs> in the four gospels. But what it does say is when she went back, and I don't know if it could have been and picked up some of her old ways of entertaining people that she had been detached from. But it say when she went back, she took on seven more unclean spirits. And that's where the danger zone comes in. You know, when you continue to dibble and dabble with unclean spirits, you'll find yourself, when you start finding yourself, trying to figure out yourself. And you'll be like, well, I didn't used to be like that. I didn't used to think like that. 
I didn't used to feel that type of way. What happened? Because I know for many, many years, in spite of my pain and my tears, I just was such a happy-go-jolly person. You know, I never picked fights, and I never tried to start no fight and instigate no fight. But then once I got connected with the unclean spirit, even people that never disliked me start disliking me. And a lot of it had to do with the person that was going between. See, that's why even when the Bible names the seven spirits that Jesus called out, he said, these are the spirits that defile you. And when you find yourself in a relationship with someone that carries those defiling spirits, especially if you're married, and I say married because God honors a marriage. He don't honor the other stuff. At least it's not biblically written. He honors the sanctity and the covenant of a marriage. And so those seven spirits, when Jesus talked about them, I'm going to share them with you. And and I'm freestyling. So if I share them, that means I need to reiterate them. But if I haven't shared them, then I like to share them with you. And doing this dispensation, I'm going to give you a little backdrop. There were some people, as Jesus was teaching and ministering to them, even the disciples. But, But the thing is, he was being questioned. And you have to watch people, too, that always got questions for you. And he was being questioned by the Pharisees, the priests, the Sadducees, and the scribes. And so they asked him the question, why is it that his disciples was eating with unwashed hands? As if Jesus didn't teach them more respectfully. But this is the thing. He said to them, he said, you concern about the wrong thing. Isn't that amazing? He said to them, what they should be more concerned about is the defilement in their spirit. And when you think about this, now just think about it. These defiling spirits, Jesus said, they come out of our mouth. That's why I say all you need to do is listen to people when they talk to you. And you can hear what spirits are in them. So that's number one. If I haven't told you before, listen to what people tell you. Because in the New Testament, in the context, when it talks about people that was unclean or demon-possessed, It it lets you know that evil spirits was going to be recognized either based upon their, their physical ailments or limitations or the things that proceeded out of their mouths. Now, how do people got to the place? Let me correct myself. How they got to the place of what their ailments were wasn't always because of sin. I want I want you to note that. Because the blind man, he had not sinned, even though the people asked him who sinned, because this was customary during that time. So they wanted to know uh, what, who sinned. 
in order that this man was blind. But Jesus said, neither what he said that all he knew he was blind, but now he see. But see, Jesus let them know neither his parents nor him sin. But he allowed this particular condition to be upon the man to let people know the power that God can heal, that God can open the eyes of the blind, that God can deliver people, even people with unclean spirits. So it says, what are the seven types of the unclean spirits? And when Jesus was teaching, he said that they, they when they asked him, what what seven spirits? They didn't ask, but this is why I, I'm thinking. Let me say I'm thinking. When they said the lady took on seven more spirits, then you got to think about it's amazing. And I just say, you know, the Holy Spirit, it, it'll give you, uh, you know, it'll just give you enlightenment because I'm just getting this connection. Okay, the lady took on seven spirits, but when Jesus talked about the spirits, he said that the seven spirits in the Bible was adult. Well, first off, he said uh, adulteress, I think, and fundication and evil thoughts. Wait, let me start over. Okay, he said what proceeded out of the heart was evil thoughts, murderers, adulteries, fundications, theft, false witness, and blasphemy. These were the things which Jesus said defiles us as human beings. He said, but to eat with unwashed hands, that does not defile a man. So when they asked him that question, he named them seven spirits. So, you know, I'm just wondering, are those the same seven spirits? Oh, my God. That could have took over that woman when she backslid. And that's a lot of that's a lot of tainted, toxic spirits to be consumed in one person. So how do we get rid of those unclean spirits? Well, the first thing, we're going to take them one by one. Evil thoughts. This is why the scripture says we should cast down wicked imaginations and everything that proceedeth itself above the word of God. So wicked imaginations can be people getting their feelings and they feel like because you don't want to open your door and let them in. And they can have a house to live in. So then they figure they want to get some rocks and throw at your window. Or if somebody don't want to pick you up and give you a ride. So if you got an evil thought, instead of saying, well, God, you know what? For whatever reason, that person won't give me a ride. That door was closed. Then open another door. Send the right person with the right personality to give me a ride. Not to sit there and say, Oh, well, that person won't give me a rat. I hope they get a flat tire. You know, those are what you call evil thoughts. So when you begin to rebuke those thoughts, sometimes you got to rebuke your own thoughts. And then say something positive. And say, God, you know what? I don't even understand why that person said what they said. I don't 
can't understand why this person is avoiding me. But you know what, God? Whatever they are going through, I pray that you bring them through it and that you keep them in their right mind, that you keep them in their right spirit, and that you keep them and guide them and enlighten them so they can see. If you got some, if they got errors in their ways, to see the errors of their ways. But Lord, if they just need to take whatever time they need, God. See, don't start internalizing. Oh, it's me. Oh, what did I do? Oh, when I did something. Oh, and then people sit down and start thinking about all the wrong stuff you did to them. So why is it that you can do, do this for them and can't do that for them? See, those are evil thoughts. And I believe that's the first the first invitation that the demon sends. And you got to understand when I say that, that means spiritual principles, wickedness from high places. That's the first thing they want you to do. They want you to start thinking about, oh, well, if I don't justify myself, then let people know I'm not like that. I'm doing this and I'm doing that. God said when a person, the way the Bible says, when a person think that he's something, he's nothing, least he fall. So what God requires for all of us is to remain humble. And see, when you remain humble, you get out your feelings about who, who right, who wrong, who important, who's not important. And you begin to embrace people in the spirit of love. And this is what the Bible instructs us to do. It said to love God, love your neighbor, and love yourself. And then what Jesus told them after the lawyer questioned him about what's the greatest commandment. So Jesus told him, now once the person has fulfilled those three entities, loving God, loving yourself, and loving your neighbor, he said you have fulfilled the whole law. So can we begin to practice operating in the spirit of love? And see, where there's an unclean spirit, let me just say to you, get with somebody, somebody who knows the word of prayer, a person who can pray for you and pray you through whatever has you bound. If you're operating in any of those seven spirits I just named, that Jesus says, this is what defiles. Then I want to encourage you today that you will either pray for yourself. And I've, I've heard many of testimonies. Because see, in my time, I was encamped and encircled by women that had a strong, deep root in their walk with God. And they would put me in a circle and they would pray for me. And they would pray for me to get delivered. They would pray for me to come out of the ways that I was rolling. I was not there doing wicked and doing evil. Now, don't get me wrong. I had a retaliatory spirit, but that's when somebody bothered me. If you took from me, you might get taken from. I'm just saying. But none of that still didn't make it right. See, so often when we operate in an unclean spirit, the enemy, see, he'll send us delusions and he'll make us tit for tat. I'm just saying, if they hurt me, I'm going to hurt them. If they took from me, I'm going to take from them. But that's not the right way to be. 
Not if you want to be make heaven your home. And that's our goal here on earth, I believe, is to overcome evil spirits. Let the Holy Spirit teach you, lead you, and guide you into all truth. And the first truth is to be to your own self, because God already know the truth. He know all of our ways. He know our thoughts before we even think of them. Now, other people, you make a deceiver. But I always believe the best place to start with getting delivered from unclean spirits is confessing our faults. Now, it's, it's a tradition, spiritual tradition, in the Jewish and Catholic synagogues and temples. They have a confession booth for people to go in and confess their faults to the priests. And sometimes we look at in cultural, you know, prominency and prosperity. And we may not comprehend why is the Jews among many people are among the wealthiest people. They don't boast and brag. You don't hear a lot of them in a lot of entertainment industries and other things. But they have a formula that have made them most prosperous. They own many businesses. I remember even from a child. When they used to take us to the Jewish stores, they had clothing stores and supermarkets and all of this. But the thing is, they was big on confessing their faults. They would go in the booths and confess their faults. And so when we operate, this is to hinder us and to help us from allowing unclean spirits to, to, to take residency in our lives. Just confess your faults. If you know you're practicing harmonuity, if you're trying to summon people's spirit, if you're trying to summon people, if you're lusting after people, because the Bible said lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, and the pride of life, these are the things that causes people to fall. And when you fall, it affects your whole family if you're still raising children. And if you're not raising children, it can affect your grown kids. But most importantly, I, I'm a firm believer when you're raising younger kids, you know, be so mindful what kind of spirits you introduce them to, what kind of spirits you put over them. Because you must understand, spirits move. They attach themselves. They attach themselves. This is why you got to be careful how you entertain and walk up on unclean spirits. Me personally, I'm at this place because I believe God kept me and covered me because I was naive. But now I'm no longer naive. My eyes have been opened. And see, I just loved everybody. No matter what, if they mistreated me, they talked about me, you know, they lied to me and lied on me. I just still will open my door, feed them, and fan them, and, 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 and just let them feel good. Whatever I can do. But it took God to, to detach me, to make me look and examine what was the real deal. Why was I stuck and stagnated so many years? He had to draw me out and bring me out to realize. And then I began to see, oh my God, 
Then I began to pay attention. I knew unclean spirits, but sometimes when you're closer than most to people, you really don't want to see what you know you see. Oh, I hope somebody grabbed that. You really don't want to see what you know you see. So now it's like what I know I see, and when I see it and they show it to me, I've learned to believe that. Before I used to sit in denial, and I would start thinking, well, if I just send off enough energy, if I just stay with them and stick with them, oh, I can encourage them to change or enlighten them to change or be the example. But God had to teach me, no, no, no. First off, we're not God. Secondly, we're not nobody's savior. And thirdly, we can't do anything unless he ordained us with the power to do it. So I had to learn how to pray and bless people, even with unclean spirits, even those that came against me, even those that lied on me, even those who mistreated me, even those who gave me many years of agony and pain. I had to learn instead of wallowing in my pain to pray for them. And I prayed good prayers. And so when God say, pray for those who wrongfully persecute you and say all manner of evil against you. Because see, then the Bible said, great is your reward. Don't you want a greater reward? I mean, why you want to hold on to unclean spirits? I mean, that's just like a person don't want to ever take a bath. Just think if you went without taking a bath, as many days as you moved in this earth with unclean spirits, how filthy you would be. Well, that's how your spirit is. And that's why we're going to start with the number one thing, purging, asking God to cleanse you, wash you of the unclean spirit. And until lesson number four, as the spirit gives utterance and lead and guide me, This will be lesson number three. And I pray that the blessings from heaven flow down into your lives, meet all of your needs, even the things your heart desires, which I pray above anything is a clean spirit. Ask God to create in you a clean heart. Stop using all them other tactics and things to come against people. Just love the people that in your circle And those that are not in your circle, send out goodwill to all men. Peace and goodwill to all men. This is how you eradicate unclean spirits. You got to want the best for other people. Even if they didn't do right by you, to you, and for you. You want that for them though. Because it is then God will make your pathway clean. And until the next time. May you continue to prosper and be in good health, even as your soul prosper. God bless. Have a beautiful, blessed, marvelous Monday. And bye for now. You intentionally uh, try to upset the apple cart. But I'm just saying, God will show you if you just ask God to guide you to the right person. And when he do, just see how they process 
helping you and assisting you to eliminate and eradicate those unclean spirits. Now, if they get to telling you you need to do some more thuggish stuff, then that is not of God. I'm just saying, for real, for real. If they start teaching and telling you how you need to eradicate to eliminate, if they clap back and get back and slap back and, and, and jump back, that's not of God. Believe that. If they say, let's ride out and bust the wilderness out the wall, that's not of God. Just, just know, it, it's, it may be thin pickings in this day and time to truly find an authentic person that's that's willing to pray with you and labor with you. Because it's gonna take some laboring unless they walk in a high anointing, where they 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 receive them gifts, them greater gifts that Christ left behind. When He said that people are gonna have even greater gifts, you gotta know if somebody have that greater gift that they can lay hands and they can heal you. That they can lay hands and those demons will come out of you. They will flee. And trust me, don't go to nobody who play. Because whatever demons in them could be added to the demons that you feel that are in your spirit. And on that note, at the end of class three, begin to just work on eradicating any unclean spirits. And if you don't, if you can check those seven things off and you don't operate in doing any of those things, then God can God blessings upon you. You stay on that track and on that same path and road and journey. If you don't have any of those unclean spirits, be grateful and be thankful. Don't boast in it. Be grateful and be thankful and continue to walk that path of righteousness for God's name's sake. Amen. Amen. And God continue with blessings to you always. May the blessings from heaven flow, flow, flow flow down into your lives, meet all of your needs, even the things your heart desires. And I hope that is to walk in a right spirit, in a holy spirit, in a righteous spirit, in a clean spirit, with a clean heart, and that you are transformed by the renewing of your mind to have clean thoughts and that God will continuously allow you to prosper and be in good health even as your soul prosper. And until the class number, which will come up, be class number four, God, blessings to you. I'm always humbled, grateful, and appreciative for each and every one of you tuning in to WDGS on your podcast station. Have a beautiful, blessed, and wonderful day. Bye for now. God bless.